0: We, uh, we're back. Uh, a moment of your time for our friends at Red Hen Cafe and Bakery right up the road on Interstate 89, exit 9. That's in Middlesex, where you could have yourself a fabulous lunch, a great place to start each and every day. And on the weekends, an awesome place to go. If you happen to see that uh, coffee cake they make there, oh my gosh, it's like, you know, worth driving 80 miles to get. Uh, Red Hand Cafe and Bakery, right off of Interstate 89, exit 9 in Middlesex. You can uh, stop there on the way home, too, and you can pick up a few items for dinner time. And again, uh, you'll find them right off of the interstate, right there on Route 2. No, you know, driving through the backwoods of, of uh, Middlesex in order to make it all happen. Uh, that's Red Hand Cafe and Bakery. Stop on there, and uh, you can do that uh, uh, any day of the week. They open at uh, 7, except for 8 o'clock on Sundays, and they close their doors at 4 on monday otherwise they close at six let's give a nice warm radio vermont welcome welcome back to the program senator joe benning who is the senate minority leader senator thank you for joining us for right this morning thank you for having me. what a uh, surprising day here yesterday at the state as your um... fellow senator uh... norma callister was uh, arrested can you just give me your reaction to what happened yesterday
1: well i think everybody is very sad today um, the reaction yesterday was one of complete surprise And uh, all of us are still trying to assess what's going on. Do you know him well? I think I know him fairly well. He has been the minority assistant leader. And um, we've met on a regular basis throughout the session. The um, fact is he works very hard on behalf of his constituents in Franklin County. And at this point, um, I'm trying to assess what's going on but it's important that nobody draw any conclusions until we get to the bottom of that picture, and that's probably still months away from where we are right now.
0: Were you at all uh, uncomfortable how the police handle this? Was it, do you feel necessary for them to come down here and arrest them on on the grounds, or?
1: I don't know what the uh, rationale was for them coming here. It's never a good thing or a, a convenient place at any point in time to be arrested. And um, why they decided to use his being here on that day, I couldn't tell you. That's all part of their strategy.
0: Let's talk about where things are particularly over in uh, your chamber. The the education bill that's going to come out of the Senate, is it strong enough to make any difference?
1: I think there is a hope that it is going to bend the cost curve on what I've been complaining about for a long time. I think we're very top heavy in bureaucracy. If you can manage to narrow that bureaucracy down some, you've got at least the chance of saving some dollars. There's no point in having all of that bureaucracy when that bureaucracy is not the front line teaching your kids. So streamlining that, um, especially those heavily paid positions that are all throughout the state, if you can get that narrowed down, you're making some encroachment on what we need to redress. Um, But beyond that, The Senate had a provision yesterday that we had the homestead tax rate go from a dollar down to 99 cents. Um, So to me, that's a little bit of progress. I don't know whether that'll survive in a committee of conference, but we're moving in the right direction. Are we anywhere near where we need to be? Certainly not. But getting something accomplished in the short period of time that we've had to be here and get it through all 180 lawmakers, that's a heavy lift we're moving it but it's a heavy lift
0: the mix of um taxes and spending cuts or reductions and increases more accurately described as you comfortable with where these things where things are at
1: um I'm never comfortable because it's a moving target. You know, for instance, we have yet to discuss the water bill. That's going to be part of this process. So to be able to tell you right now, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Homeowner, what is your tax rate going to be? I can't tell you because I haven't a clue how all these bills are going to dovetail together. Um, And that's somewhat disconcerting because we really should, in my humble opinion, have had an opportunity to address everything at the same time and make sure that we're not handling these things in silos because in the end, those silos add up to a whole lot more money than we had originally anticipated.
0: You really think, though, that they are going to be next week dealt with in silos? Aren't they all going to use the word dovetail? I mean, it seems like there's going to be almost like a menagerie or, or I'm not right really sure what the word is. That's
1: a good description. I, I call it silos, you call it menagerie. The bottom line is they're not all connected in the same bill. And when you're saying okay we think we need X number of dollars for education and you decide you want to go down that path and you feel real good about going down that path because it's actually less than what you were spending previously and then all of a sudden you find out you've got another bill coming along that's also attached to the same tax structure that's problematic for me we have no overall arching concern or control about what we've got going for everybody um, so it's it's somewhat problematic And i'm waiting to see how it plays out like everybody else is mm-hmm.
0: and you know and the governor this morning sounds uh, you know he claims he's never gonna threaten a veto but boy he is so on high on this uh... these tax proposals that include capping mortgage deductions capping charitable contributions capping health care costs So, do you have any reaction to that?
1: Um, Yeah, I'm in the minority party, and I use this term a lot. There's not a whole lot we can do to control the situation, but every once in a while we like to throw in a verbal hand grenade just to see what happens. And um, it's somewhat comical from my end to watch as the governor is battling essentially his own party um, to have that conversation. And I don't know where it's all going to end up, but from the minority party perspective, um, I can sympathize with some of his reactions. He has overall responsibility for what goes on in this building in the way of final legislation. And I'm sure he's pretty frustrated about where things are going. But the flip side of that is, I think the majority party in this building is also very frustrated with where he started things. So at the uh, end of the day, uh, we'll all have to see what happens together.
0: Do you think your constituents are going to feel as though you did enough to limit spending?
1: Um, At the end of the day, I will go back to my constituents and say we tried to do everything we could as a minority party um, to get the cost curve down. I don't think anybody is going to be happy about the end result this year. I've never been happy about how things have been proceeding. I don't end up happy. I continue to vote against any bill that has uh, taxes associated with it that I see cannot be sustained. Um, But I guess I'll have to wrestle with my constituents when I get back and I'm sure that they're going to be listening to all of this thinking, what is it we're doing here? What have we actually accomplished? And I'm not sure I can answer that question. Um, I know that we're trying, and I know that every chance that the minority party gets, we try to do better. Um, Sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't, but we are the minority party at the end of the
0: day. That sounds like it might be frustrating.
1: It's extremely frustrating. And when you walk out the door some days, you just want to keep on going. But I think there is a responsibility of those of us who are in the minority party to constantly be a thorn in the side of the majority. That's our role. Um, There's a lot of people that don't like that. But if you don't have that system of checks and balances, you've lost a major component to what government is all about. So we'll keep plugging away and see what we can do.
0: How does that not be interpreted by people, though, as you're just opposing things for the sake of opposing things? Can you say being a thorn in the side?
1: You have um, really two options. You can oppose what's being thrown at you. You can come up with ideas. But if you come up with ideas and they're immediately shot down, you have no other alternative but to go back to opposing what's there and believe me throughout this term um, my party has done everything it can to inject different ideas let's take yesterday for example we were talking about a health care bill an amendment was attempted to open up the uh, state to allow people to go cross-state for the exchange purposes and that was immediately shot down now that's happened time and time again through the whole system Um, and then at the end of the day we end up um, i guess being lectured at by the majority party because we're constantly saying no well that's true we are but we're also getting shot down whenever we try to do something so it's really frustrating and what it really means to me is we have to work harder on gaining more numbers in the next legislative session how do you do that you go out and you make sales pitches You have to present candidates who are articulate enough to deliver the message. I think the public right now is very ripe for the conversation because everybody is frustrated about the way things are going in this state. Our taxes continue to rise. Um, The programs that we have instituted, major programs, are not working properly. And you constantly have to go out and make a sales pitch.
0: um, There's an issue that I've been talking about on my program this week. We had some folks in talking about the Department of Labor and these audits that have been going on with, in particular, contractors seem to be one of the targets, concerned about uh, whether people are being um, classified correctly as independent contractors. Or as employees. You hearing about this from your constituents? I'm
1: not hearing about it from my constituents. Um, That's not something that was raised on my radar during the campaign season. I've heard about it in this building. There are certainly legitimate concerns, and I can throw out um, one contractor who was doing things, and that's Gruber. That may be separate and apart from the question that you're asking. John John Gruber? Yeah, John Gruber, but you know, the entire um, approach to how you deal with contractors and labor issues in this state has been a mess, in my humble opinion, and I don't know how you get to change that without having people constantly um, object and call for investigations where necessary. So I sympathize, um, but that particular issue you've raised is something that, in my opinion, was brought up late in the session.
0: Mm-hmm. It's actually a really uh, a much different question than I think what you're talking about. This is really people that are contractors hiring like a tiler to do uh, a project in your home and then whether the the contracting company has to give them a 1099 or a W-2. Right.
1: I, as I said, I, I think that issue came up very late in the session. It was nothing that my constituents were yelling and screaming about during the campaign.
0: You will come out of here with a lake bill, correct?
1: Good question.
0: <laughs> well, what do you think?
1: Um, I think there is a desire to clean up Lake Champlain. There is not consensus yet on how to pay for doing that nor is there a strategy which is probably more important there's no strategy yet to figure out exactly how to do that now let me give you an example of my own situation a number of years ago I led my rotary club in cleaning up the Posompsic River in Lindenville we ended up pulling out about 34 tons of metal car parts about 5,000 pounds of trash and over 500 tires it was about a five year time period that we worked on doing that. We brought in heavy machinery and the whole nine yards. But before all that happened, I called the state and I said, I want to know is there any threat to any liquids coming out of these 1910, 1915 era automobiles that we're pulling out of the river? Uh-huh. And they said, no, there's nothing to worry about. Um, and so I said, great. So we don't have to worry about getting you guys involved. And the, response was, well, you have to monitor the air quality while you're doing that. Uh, Your listeners can't see your facial expressions right now, um, but that's exactly the same expression I had when I was on the phone, and that was the last conversation I had. My look was, how on earth could you do that? Right. Well, the, the nutshell is, there was a bureaucrat who was talking about what their job was and what they thought they needed to do. But the game plan of actually getting in the river and removing things was the farthest thing from that person's mind. Lake Champlain is the same way. Nobody has yet shown me, anyway, the mechanical device necessary to clean up Lake Champlain. We've had studies, we've had bureaucrats, we hire more people, now we're hiring even more people. And you keep throwing tax dollars at the situation, but the lake isn't any cleaner than when we started the conversation. Give me a game plan, give me a situation where we say, all right, let's take five miles of Lake Champlain. Let's concentrate the dollars that we have on the worst five mile stretch we can think of and clean it up what do you have to do do you have to dredge i don't know the answer to that question do you have to establish berms to allow farmers to have the runoff going in a given direction i don't know the answer to that question but those are the mechanical steps you need to take in order to clean up the lake now if we don't do it ourselves the feds are going to come in and they're going to tell us we have to change what's going on with our storm i'm sorry with our wastewater treatment facilities those wastewater treatment facilities are a minute portion of the actual problem of lake champlain so here we're going to go throw money according to some bureaucrat in the federal government saying this is what you got to do and we're going to throw more money at a situation and still not clean up the lake And that really gets me angry. I get fired up about this conversation. We haven't come to a consensus on what the actual things are that need to be done to clean up the lake. But we seem to be on this drive to set up more tax dollars to spend on more bureaucrats to talk about the subject. I'm tired of talking. I want the lake cleaned up. And how do you get from here to there? You come up with a game plan. And I don't care what that game plan is, but we haven't seen it yet. And unless and until you do, We're not going to clean up the lake. We're going to spend a whole lot of money on a whole lot more government bureaucrats. And
0: to me, that's totally unacceptable. So you think this bill is all about just getting by the EPA?
1: I think it's getting by the EPA and trying to duck and cover um, from some threats. Now. Oddly enough, we may have to do that because I don't want to see us throwing money at a minute portion of the problem. I want to see us throwing actual money at the real problem. Mm -hmm. But uh, we have not come to consensus on that, nor have we come to consensus on how we're going to fund what this water bill currently wants to do so your original question was we're going to have a water bill coming out of here (laughs) i don't know the answer yet if we are um i haven't seen the final version of what that's going to look like and whether i can say i'm happy about it or not remains to be seen
0: thank you for your time this morning i appreciate it very much senator joe benning is the assistant uh, is the minority leader in the vermont senate we'll take a short break we'll be back to wrap up after this
2: you've decided to set your roots down here and well over a hundred years back we did too we're union bank as a local community bank we know all the back roads the realtors and how to get things done locally that means we can make your mortgage easy because after all nobody really does mortgages for fun well except for maybe us And when you call Union Bank, you get a real person with real answers to your mortgage questions. Now, how about that? Full service, local banking with people who live where you live. So whether it's your first home or your second, we'll provide you with nimble, local expertise, competitive rates, and a variety of mortgage options that help turn the imagined into the realized. At Union Bank, we know you want to go far in life. Banking local can get you there faster. Union Bank. Stay local. Go far. Visit us at your local branch or go to UBlocal.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender.
0: The Home Depot has a winner for Mother's Day. With beautiful 8-inch decorative radiance planters of annuals for just 9 dollars you save over 5 bucks. So let's give mom the credit and the flowers she deserves. With a colorful pot of annuals she can enjoy all season long. Let's do this. With beautiful 8-inch Radiance planters, just nine eighty-eight, and just in time for Mother's Day at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. While supplies last, selection may vary by store. U.S. only. All right, we're back here in our uh, waning moments here on the program. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, I uh, will recap here what we learned here today. What did we learn on the program today, Mark? Good question. Uh, the uh, governor's uh, really put a fork in that payroll tax idea. That's the first time any of us have heard him just uh, pronounce it uh, dead. Uh, I think you um, uh, also uh, heard some new, new information on a, a couple of uh, different fronts, too, particularly coming from the, uh, the speaker. This whole vaccination exemption really it seems like it's taken on a bit of a life of its own. Public hearing is uh, going to be happening on Monday, and then, as you heard the speaker mention, in all likelihood, this is going to uh, come up on the floor on uh, on Tuesday. So um, that certainly seems to have accelerated. Uh, a couple of quick programming notes for you: if you ever miss any of our programs, I, I know you know there are actually other things that happen in your life between nine and eleven a.m. But we do make available podcasts of the program; those are free of charge, and you can uh, always download download those. You can uh, go to our website, our program website, and that is at Uh, Do I need to remind you that it's Mother's Day on Sunday? Oh, my goodness, I hope not. Uh, and this is not a push for any of our sponsors, but just, you know, please be thoughtful. Please remember your mom and because, uh, you know, she remembered you and a uh, other couple of quick program notes for you coming up monday on the program we'll get back into this issue about contractors and subcontractors whether they should be considered as uh... employees or as independent contractors whether they should be getting a w-2 or a 1099 The labor commissioner annie noonan joins us on the program uh... coming up on tuesday wait till you hear this ball of fire back on the program martin yate this uh, dude will tell you, if you're looking for a job, this guy will get you a job, and he's got more enthusiasm than anybody you've probably ever heard on the program. Uh, also next week, it'll be the uh, Vermont uh, uh, Socially uh, Conscious Business Conference. That'll be coming up uh, at the middle of the week. Thanks for joining us. Have a great weekend. This is FM 96.1 at AM550 WDEV, Waterbury, Montpelier. I'm Rita Foley. The just-